0: Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. If you have your Bible, hold it up. We begin a brand new series today on the three pillars of Christian growth. Hold up your Bible, say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the uncompromised word of God. My mind's alert, my heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same. I'll not leave the same as I came in Jesus' name. And every time I come to Church on the Rock, my faith and my life get stronger and stronger. Let's thank God for the word. Thank God for the word, amen. So get your Bible iPad or notepad, take some notes with me today. We begin a brand new series. Now this series is a three-part series It's gonna take us all the way through the summer, all the way through the summer. So this is a three month series that we're beginning today and I pray that it will make a difference in your life because I don't wanna waste your time. I love you too much to waste your time and I don't wanna be so theologically correct that you can't receive what God wants us to have. I like to make it simple, apical, where you and I can use it as we leave the campus every Sunday. Is that okay with everybody? You know, somebody said, genius is making the difficult simple. Genius is making the difficult simple. And so that's what we like to do here at Church on the Rock, because we're not only a hearer, but we're a doer of God's word. Amen? Three pillars of Christian growth. You know, somebody's asked me, well, more than somebody, in 40 years, I've had a lot of people ask me, Pastor, how do you determine if a church service is successful? If a church service isn't just wasting people's time or you're just going through the routine, the ritual, or have to go, or you know, boring. Church should never be boring, by the way. Amen. And, and so how do you judge if a service, you know, you hit the target? That when you walk away on Sunday afternoon that you, that you were successful? And i have always say, if the people walk away stronger than they came, if they're growing daily, Okay? If they're learning something, you're either being reminded of something or learning something new. Every time you come to church, I've been coming to church since I was 11 years old. Church is for us to be reminded of something we've forgotten and let slip or receive something brand new, revelation. That's what church should be reminding or revelation. Reminding or revelation. Okay? So we're starting three pillars. Everyone say three three pillars of Christian growth. At Church on the Rock, we have a growth mindset. I sure do love you for that. We have a growth mindset. We come here because we want to grow. You know you're if in the right church if you're fed there. If you're fed there, you're in the right church. You don't go because it's close. I hear that today so much. I drive 50 miles round trip every time I come to church. The preacher, the pastor, the Pope, I mean, the prophet, I drive 50 miles round trip every time I come. And it's worth the drive for me. So today I'm hearing with all the satellite churches, well, we can't drive, you know, five miles to church, but we'll drive 20 to a uh, mall. Ooh, how'd that come out? I don't know how that, y'all been praying for me. Amen, praise God. So. So, you know, three pillars of Christian growth. At Church on the Rock, we have a growth mindset. We want to grow. Every time we come, we want to be reminded or receive something new that we can practice that's apical, that will make a difference in our marriage, in our family, in our parenting, in our career, in our Christian walk, okay? So over the month, the three months together for the summer, I want to show you how to get Christianity to work, Christianity to work. You hear me saying a lot of times, it's not enough to know something, but do you have a working knowledge of it? You know, I've read directions. You know, we give our kids when they were growing up, get them toys, but then you got directions you had to put together. And I never read the directions. Does anybody like me? And then when I put it together, there'll be pieces left over, Right? Then I go back and read the directions. I thought I had a knowledge of it, but I didn't have a working knowledge of it. Come on, somebody. So when Christianity is kinda like technology, when technology is working, it's good. When technology ain't, aren't, isn't working, it sucks. Can I just be blunt today? You know, when technology's working with our sound systems and our lights and our iPads and our computers and our check-ins at church, it's awesome. We're cutting edge. We have one of the most cutting-edge sound systems in America in a church. When it's working, it's great. But when it isn't, it fill in the blank. Same thing, I've been a Christian since I was 11. And here's what I found out. And you can identify, when Christianity is working, it's great but when it isn't working, it's miserable. When it isn't working, it's miserable. But when it's working, it's awesome. I wanna show you this summer how to make Christianity work. How to make it work, or can I say, how to walk in the maximum, God's very best, or have, taste, enjoy, abundant life. Abundant life, all right? So let's get into the scripture, is that okay today? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So guys, put it on the screen if you could, please. We're going to go take right off. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Now, this is going to be our foundational text, 5.18 through 23, for the whole summer. So takeaway, I would encourage you to study our text this summer, read different translations, get different commentaries, break it down, and get more revelation that I can give you. In everything, not for, not for, not for. I don't thank God for everything, but we thank God in everything. Christian maturity is learning how to respond. Christian maturity is learning how to react, respond. When life gets difficult, the best thing we can do is thank God not for it, but thank God in it. That's huge. That was worth brushing your teeth. Hope you all did that today. Brushing your teeth, flossing before you came to church today. In everything, most of the world and most Christians respond incorrectly. Rage, anger, bitterness, jealousy, upset, stress, lose their cool, give people a piece of their mind when they don't have enough to give away in the first place. Amen, somebody. Christian maturity is learning how to respond to difficult days, difficult seasons, difficult times in our life. We don't thank God for everything, but we thank God in everything. And that's a learning process. Doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time, practicing it daily. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. Pastor, I don't know the will of God. I can get you in the will of God right now just by praising God for 30 seconds. You're gonna get in the will of God. Just by praising God for 30 seconds, you're in the will of God so he can reveal the will of God to you. You get in the will of God so he can reveal the will of God for you. You do that through Mr. Huff's song he just sang to us, having a song of praise makes your spirit whole. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God, Christ Jesus, for you. Verse 19, do not quench the Spirit. You know, we can listen to things that will quench the Spirit. You know, we can be around people that will quench the Spirit. You know, that we can be addicted to atmospheres that will quench the Spirit. Did you know that strife will quench the Spirit? Did you know that jealousy and anger and gossiping will quench the Spirit? Did you know that racism and bigotry will quench the Spirit. You know, there are a lot of things that we can do that will quench the Spirit. It is so important that we don't quench the Spirit so we can be led by the Spirit. That's Christian maturity. You've learned two things already. Christian maturity is learning how to react to bad seasons in your life. I didn't react very well when I was 17 years old when my older brother, who was six years older than me, died of a brain tumor. Uh, We were in the church. My dad was a deacon. My mom was a center school superintendent. We went to church. My brother was in the Navy. He was in intelligence in Morocco. He came back from the service working at his house, hit his head in the basement, cleaning out the basement, and a week later he was dead. They said he died of a brain tumor. I didn't react at 17 very well. You know how I reacted? I got mad at God. I blamed God. I said, God, we go to church all the time. My dad's the deacon. My mom's the Sunday school superintendent. We're there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Friday night was the youth ministry. We're there all the time, God. My parents, I know they tithe. I know they give offerings. I know they love God. God, why did my brother die? The church prayed. The church fasted, and he's dead. I didn't react correctly. I was mad at God. I blamed God, and you know what? I ran away from God. When you don't understand what's happening, never run away from God. When you don't understand what's happening in your life, don't throw away what I've taught you for 40 years. That's a word because a lot of times we go into difficulty and then we question the word. Isn't that just like the devil to get us to question the word? Didn't the devil come to Adam and Eve? Didn't the devil come to Jesus and said, has God really said? Has God really said? It's the devil's job to get us to question the word. And isn't it interesting when we go through difficult times, the devil comes and sits on our shoulder and wants us to question God's word. When you don't understand why it's happening, how long it's taking, never question God's word. Because God is always right. And God is always for you. And God wants to work everything around for your good. Praise Barry. Let's get in the will of God right now. So if I, want, if I want this Christian thing to work for me, I have to learn how to respond in life as a mature believer. And then secondly, I have to learn how not to quench the Holy Spirit. Music can quench him. He is a hymn, by the way. Uh, music, words can grieve him. Attitudes can grieve him. Behaviors can grieve him. Atmospheres can grieve him. Associations can grieve him. If I want this to work, when technology is working, it's awesome. When it's not, it sucks. I wish we could go back to a payphone, landline. Some of you young people are going, oh, oh yeah, I do. Okay, life was much more simpler and much more, much more simpler way back then. But what do we do? We have to adjust, adapt, and change, okay? But with that, it takes more focus today than it did 30 years ago. You didn't have 600 TV channels. You didn't have all Facebook. You didn't have all social media, all the voices 30 years ago. You need more concentration and more discipline and more focus today than you did decades ago. So you're gonna have to learn that behavior. My word for this year was focus. One word for every year. My word for this year was focus because I got too many channels. I got too much social media. I got too many voices all during the week. There's too much news going on. When I grew up, the news was at 10 o'clock. Now it's 724. All right? So we're going to have to learn, if we're going to get this thing work, how not to quench the Holy Spirit. Next. Next verse do not despise prophecies. Do not despise prophecies. There's a lot of prophecies going on around now. Some are false, some are accurate. You and I, if we're going to make Christianity work, we need to hold on to what is good and let go of what is inaccurate. Hold on to what is good, all the prophecies that are coming forth now. Everybody coming out of the word work calling themselves a prophetess and a prophet. You need to know, I need to know, if I want Christianity to work for me, if I want to last, I need to know what to hold on to and what to discard. Do not despise prophecies. That's the moving of the Holy Spirit, that's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Next verse, verse 21. Test all things. Don't just be gullible. Please, my brother and sister, who I love you, laid my life down for 40 years, one city, one church, one community. Test everything. Test what I say. Test everything. What do you test it? The filter is the word. Not your best friend, not your mother, your father, your grandfather, your aunt, your uncle, and not the latest latest culture, the latest celebrity, the latest rock star in the church. You need to test everything. Test what I say, and you test it with the filter of the word of God. Then you hold on to, don't let go of, the prophecies God's spoken over your life, the words that God has given to you. Hold on to that. Don't let go of that. Next verse, verse 22. Abstain from every form of evil. Oh, my goodness. Abstain from every form of evil. Let's move right on to verse 23 for sake of time. Verse 23, now may the God of peace, wow, what a good God we serve today. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Now, Mr. Huff's song went right along with our series today, and I didn't know what he was going to sing, and he didn't know what I was going to teach, but he talked about making your spirit whole, making your spirit whole. Uh, May the God of peace sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, three pillars for Christian growth. How to make it work. But before we get there, let's go back up, let's extract some revelation from now, may the God of peace. We serve a God not of turmoil or conflict or division, but we serve a God of peace. Now, listen very carefully. Seriously, this is worth you coming out today to hear this right now. You and I, if we want the best results from being a Christian and we don't want church to be boring or serving God in church boring or a walk with God boring, we have to get in tune with God. We have to get in tune with God. Not the latest trend, not the latest rock star, not the latest culture, uh, not what's popular, but we have to get in tune with God. For you and I to enjoy our Christian walk and to receive maximum results, abundant life from this thing called Christianity. So many people think it's boring. So many people think it's a have to. So many people feel like they're forced to. They have the wrong picture of God, and they have the wrong picture of Christianity, okay? Speaking from experience. So may the God of peace himself sanctify or separate you completely. So the God of peace, we serve a God of peace. You and I are going to have to get in, and I want to get in, you want to get in, in tune with God. How do we get in tune with God? By living in, walking in His peace. I can't be in tune with a God of peace if I'm causing strife, if I'm causing conflict, if I'm causing, you know, uh, unrest and division. I can't be in tune with God. When we're in tune with God, everything begins to change for the better. Our perspective, our performance, the power in our life. As many of you know, I'm a classic car guy. I like, I, like uh, I don't have any chips in my old cars. They don't know where I'm going when I drive one of my classic cars. Honolulu, jalapeno, glory to God. So I'm into classic cars. I've been there since I was 14. My first car was a 57 Chevy. It's just been my thing. I got it from my older brother. It was like American Graffiti, the movie. That's what I grew up in, okay? So I'm into classic cars. I see them as tools to witness to people, and that's what I use them for. It opens doors for me into that world, okay? I have a 63. I've had it for 20 years. I have a 63 Corvette split window. They only made it one year. It's all original. Uh, It's got Bloomington Gold, Duntoff, all the awards you can get with a Corvette in Bloomington, Illinois. I've had it for 20 years. It's an amazing car. It's bad, you don't want me to go there, right? It's bad to the bone. Just listening to it, just, oh, groovy, groovy, all right? So I I, I thank God for that car. It's been a tool, I've had it for 20 years. They only made it one year, the Split Window 63 Corvette, okay? But it's fuel-injected. Now, it's old-school fuel-injected. It's the original motor, okay? Was built in St. Louis, sent to Los Angeles, sold out there, ended up at my house eventually, okay? So it's, it's a fuel injection, old school. Here's what I know. When it's tuned up, bad to the bone. When it's not tuned up, won't even start. And when it starts, it chugs, it lugs, it chugs, and black smoke rolls out the back, and it not, doesn't perform at what it was created to perform like. When I'm in tune with God, I begin to walk the walk he created me to walk. When I'm out of tune with God, I can't walk the walk he wants me to walk. Come on, let's praise God a little bit, get in the will of God. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Okay, so if I, how do I get in tune with God? Pursue peace. The Bible says pursue peace. The Bible says seek peace. The Bible says pray for peace. Uh, uh, the, he's the Prince of peace. Uh, you and I wanna do everything we can to get in a state of peace, the peace of God, supernatural. That's when we're in tune with God. Do you know how you're hearing God's voice? When you have peace on the inside. Do you know how God leads you? By an inward peace, by an inward peace. Do you know how God will show you things to come? By an inward peace. He won't do it through fear, conflict, anxiety, worry, or fretting. We'll miss God, make wrong decisions. Every time you have the peace of God on the inside, Every time I have the peace of God on the inside, you'll make the right choice, and you'll go in the right, right direction for your life. You get in tune with God by getting into peace. And just like my car, when it's in tune, it's bad to the bone. When it's not in tune, I don't even want to go try to start it. Right? So may the God of peace himself sanctify. Sanctify means to set you apart, to set you apart. Do you know you're unique and there's no one like you? Do you know no one has your fingerprint? Do you know that your DNA is very special? Do you know you're a one of a kind and God don't make junk? Do you know you shouldn't compare yourself with other people? Do you know you shouldn't compete with other people? You know, Aeneas Williams, NFL, Hall of Famer, member of our church, went over and planted the church in St. Louis. He told me, Pastor, when I was playing in the NFL, I never competed with anybody on the team. I always competed with myself. You are unique, you are special, you're one of a kind, you're God's workmanship. You're not to compare yourself, you're not to try to be like anybody else. You try just to be the best version of who you can be. God set you apart for a specific mission. To sanctify means to set apart. You've been set apart from your mother's womb. Jeremiah chapter 1. When you were in your, your mother's womb before you were ever born, God had a plan and a mission for your life. Amen. And you find that through peace, God's plan for your life. So he says that the, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, here's the three parts for three months in the summer at Church on the Rock. I hope you join me. May your whole spirit, number one, soul, number two, body, number three. So the month of June, we're going to talk about our spirit. The month of July, we're going to talk about our soul. The month of August, we're going to talk about our body. He said that you are set apart and that you would have whole, not fragmented, not broken, not dysfunctional, right? Not wounded. Don't go through life wounded. Don't go through life living in your past, missing your future. Uh, Don't go through life wounded and hurt and disgusted and busted and, and, and holding other people excuses and blaming. Don't go. God wants you to live a whole life, a satisfied life, a fulfilled life, a complete life, not a fractured life, not going through life hurt and you hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. okay. But God's will is that your whole spirit, soul, and body. Those are the three pillars. Those are the three pillars that you and I have to work on every day of our life if we're going to have real growth, real movement, real progress. Go from glory to glory as the team comes out. Go from glory to glory, from one level to the next. I grew up in the church And I would see people same old, same old every weekend. I saw no growth in most of the people around me. They love God, they love church, but I saw no growth. I saw them face the same challenges every year. I saw them react and respond the same way month after month. And it broke my heart. I guess that's why God called me to be a pastor teacher and to raise up a church that would be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not perfect, not having arrived, but we wanna grow. We wanna get stronger. We wanna get better. We wanna get closer. We wanna go to the next level. We want all that God has for us. We don't want less than God's best. We don't wanna live a broken, boring, busted Christian life. No. Uh, Where I went to college, Kim and I, in Southwestern University right below Dallas, the motto, the motto, the founding, people who founded that college was the whole gospel for the whole man. Do you know that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body? You see, everybody knows that. No, they don't. Because I hear a lot of Christians referring to their soul when actually they're referring to their spirit and they don't know the difference. If you and I don't know the difference between spirit, soul, and body, we will live a handicapped christian walk right we will live a handicapped christian walk so we're going to build on these three pillars all summer Does it sound okay to you okay so here's what we do the bible says we're to feed our spirit number two it says you're to renew your soul see if you're not doing that you're not going to be happy as a christian you will be miserable on your way to heaven. But you're going to be beat up, up and down, moody, react, respond incorrectly. And as your pastor, I don't want that. But for you to be strong and to, and to make a legacy and to finish strong and your children to be proud of you, you're going to have to do these three things. It's more than going to church, and church is part of it, and learning how to serve in the local church. But you're going to have to feed your spirit, number two, renew your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. You do know there's a difference between your brain and your mind. Your brain and your mind are not the same. Two different things. And so we are to feed our spirit as Christians. Am I helping somebody? Am I helping somebody here today? We are to feed our spirit, and we're to renew our mind, and we're to control our body. That's what we do as Christians. I'm 70. I've been a Christian since 11, and it took me a long time to figure this out because I thought going to church was enough. It wasn't enough. I thought opening the Bible once a week was enough. It wasn't enough. Seven days without the Bible will make one week. Seven days without the Bible will make one week. I can't have a flourishing, growing, abundant, progressing Christian walk and never feed my spirit, renew my mind, or control my body. But when I work on that until Jesus comes back, y'all see that? Till the coming of the Lord. I do it till I die or I do it till Christ comes back. And I believe he's coming back in my generation. So this is the clarion call for Church on the Rock. As your pastor, feeder, teacher, I love you. I want you to make it. I want you to overcome. I want you to be successful and strong. And when life hits you, you hit it back with the word of God. To do that, you got to feed your spirit, renew your mind, control your body, and I'm done. Give the Lord a praise, would you? Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's thank you for the word today. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you. We bless you. We magnify you. We glorify your name. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed and no one moving, please. Christians are praying under their breath. Online campus, I love you. I pray for you every day. You're watching right now, it's not an accident from all over the world, and I'm not exaggerating. Metaverse, virtual reality, online campus. You say, Pastor, wow, I'm broken. I'm empty. I'm hurting. I'm lonely. Pastor, I need God. I don't need a fabricated God, a religious God. Pastor, I need a God who's for me. I need a God who loves me, who believes in me. And I heard you talk about him today. Pastor, I want that God. Pray for me. I want a relationship with God. Or you see, Pastor, I'm a Christian. I'm lukewarm and cold. I know I'm not where I should be. Christianity has been a drag. Church has been a drag. I make excuses for I'm not reading my Bible, going to church, serving. Pastor, I realize I need to rededicate my life. I need, to, I need to give my life over to God. Online, if you're that, press the button on your screen. There are people there live that will pray with you, minister to you, and counsel you. Here in this auditorium, out in the lobby, in the Rock Express, we're not going to embarrass anybody. But you would say, Pastor, that's me today. I need God. I need more of God. I'm not right with God. Well, I don't know God but I want this life you talked about. I don't want churchianity or religiosity or or man's ideas, but I want to know that God is for me, and he wants me to live a whole. That's what Celebrate Recovery is all about, helping you to have a whole, full, complete life. Pastor, pray for me. First time, a recommitment. I'm ready today to go to a new level with God. I'm not right. I don't know God. I want to know God. Pray for me. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to do anything. I just know you got to do something. Faith is an act. If that is you with heads bowed, just lift your hand up high in every section. Wave it at me. God bless you. Put it up high. Just wave it high. Christians, are you praying under your breath? You don't want to miss this opportunity. There's a special anointing here right now. And what's coming on the world? You're going to need God. Remember what I said today with what's coming to America? You're going to need God. You're going to need God more than you've ever needed him before and how to walk with them. You could put your hands down. Okay, church, let's pray. Say it out loud with me. Heavenly Father, I repent. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for me. He rose again. Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Take my life and make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's look up and celebrate with the angels in heaven. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.